What's up, everybody? I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Mewis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So, Lynn, what big things are going on in your life? Um, well, I am on a house hunt. I want to buy a house in North Carolina, and the market right now is all wild. Um, actually, when we were setting up for this, I was putting in an offer, so you were doing something. What? Yeah. You were doing something and I was putting, signing things on the computer. Wow, that's so cool. What's the house like that you put an offer in for? It's a townhouse, um, three bedroom, two bath. Um, the community has a pool and a nice little- Sick. It, the, it's like an end unit. But like the market is crazy. I've put in like, this is my fourth offer. So cross our fingers. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I had no idea. This is like actually news to me, everybody, that Lynn is, is putting in offers. That's like crazy. I hear it's a big like seller's market right now. It is. There's no inventory. And um, so yeah, not not a great buyer's time to buy, but but I'm doing it. And I keep- But adversity is your middle name. Exactly. I keep putting in good offers and then somebody will come in with cash. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm not Lynn Moneyballs. Yeah, I'm not- a uh, casino <laughs> champion. What? What? <laughs> what even would that? <laughs> the only thing, I, the only job description that I could come up with that would be able to put in cash offers on a house was a casino champion, and I don't even think that that's a job. Yo, sure, 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 sure. What on earth? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, and also besides that, we had a gas situation where there was no gas because somebody hacked a pipeline or something. Is this just in North Carolina? No, the East Coast. It's the whole East Coast, so it's happening no. in Boston too. No, it's got it. They got the line back up and running, but it was only for the weekend last weekend, and oh. everybody was going crazy buying gas, filling up like not just gas containers, but like trash bags. And there was like no gas. That doesn't sound safe. No, it doesn't. It sounds like the gas will pop and then they'll get gasoline in your car and then your car might blow up. But will ignite. Exactly. Um, but that whole situation was going on, which was crazy. And thank goodness my friend Sam taught me to fill up the gas before it gets to E. So I didn't actually need to fill up. Go on, Lynn. A round of applause Good for, for you. Me. Being overprepared. Exactly. In case of emergency, just like I said, you always leave 30 minutes on every trip. And then in case you get a flat tire, you'll still be on time. Knock on wood. Um, but that's about it. What What's going on with you? Well, kind of a lot. Yeah. I just moved back to America. So I flew home yesterday. Um, I am coming back to the courage. I know. I know. I um it was like kind of bittersweet. I'm like obviously really excited and really happy to be coming home, to be coming back to the courage. I'm like so glad that the courage kept my rights and that I still get to like return to where I wanted to. Um but I was sad to leave Man City. I like made so many good friends so quickly and feel like there are things kind of like left unfinished that I mm -hmm. want to accomplish now that I've been exposed to them. Um, but I had like the best experience and like really can't complain about anything. So I feel like I actually just got this little like bonus season, um, during what was such a crazy time and 
felt like I learned a lot and improved and realized some areas I can still grow in. So yeah, I've got the best of both worlds, I feel like right now. And I'm just fortunate and grateful to be coming back. Yeah. Um, well, I'm super excited you're back. But before we even dive into all of that, I want to ask like Finn, Pat, are they excited to have you back? <sighs> yes. I walked in the door. This is so typical. I, I ran in the door to see Finn and I had told me and Pat live with our best friend, Brandon. And I had texted him, you have to like video me coming home. It's going to be so cute. And I'm going to like cherish this forever. And Finn is just going to like jump all over me and lick my face. And then we were turning the corner to come in and I texted Brandon. And I go, okay, ready? And then obviously <laughs> he wasn't ready. And I ran in the door and Finn, me and Finn reunited. We were kissing each other. We were laying on the floor. We were rolling around. And then Brandon records like three five second videos from above the stairs that you like aren't cute (laughs) and I was like Brandon I literally told you this days in advance and texted you a warning and all you sent me were three five second videos what's the deal but it will live on in my memory so it was very special Finn was really excited to see me um Pat picked me up at the airport great guy um so yeah, it's been great. And they're going to come to North Carolina with ah, me next week. That's so exciting. Um, how many walks have you taken Finn on? I took Finn for two walks today. They were both an hour long. And it's randomly a heat wave here. It's like 80 degrees. But I had jet lag. So I was like up at five, took him for a walk at seven, took him for another walk at like one. And he's like so tired. I might have to bring him in here at some point. But he's sleeping right now on the couch. The Finn that is now is not the Finn that I know. So I'm like very excited to meet him again. I know. He's like a little teenager, I feel like. Like I'll go and try. You know how you used to be able to just scoop him up and he'd like cuddle you and love you? Yeah. I feel like now he's like 14, a 14 year old boy who's like, mom, can you take me to the mall? But like drop me off around the corner. Like doesn't let me pick him up. (laughs) Rude. Except when I got home, he like, we were like kissing on the mouth. So he was really excited to see me. He still loves me. Well, yeah, that's it. I I mean, I don't have any kids, but I would assume that's what kids do. Like that's my nephew is seven going on 16 as well. So he'll be like Auntie Lynn and get super excited. And then he'll leave. And I'm like, okay, that lasted yeah. zero and seconds. And be like too cool. Yeah. Way too cool. Yeah. It's tough, but I'll just spoil him and take him for walks and give him treats and give him chicken out of my salad. So I thought you were going to say mouth and I was going to say, please don't do that. <laughs> I was going to say mouth, but I realized <laughs> this was public. <laughs> also, just to forewarn everyone, it is 649 at night, but in England, it is 1149 at night, so things might get a little loopy on episode three. <laughs> Sam is in rare form tonight. Rare, rare form. Yeah, we were talking about, um, you know, when you add lib in like a podcast when you're reading stuff. I don't know. You guys know what I mean, but I said mad lib. I guess you had to be there, but it, it was pretty funny. Yeah, we cool story, a, bro. A little bit delusional today. <laughs> What's so the worst story ever but oh yeah oh my god <laughs> okay okay back well in in other big news i got the vaccine today so i'm pretty fired up about that in the uk i wanted to get it but they were only like just the other day they started doing people over 30 so i was never like actually eligible for it so i have been like waiting very patiently and being very ultra careful and I got my first one today so I'm really relieved. What which one did you get? Pfizer. Pfizer. Do you feel any symptoms or anything? 
No, just a little bit of delusion, but I think that's the jet lag. In a state of delusion? Name that movie. Oh, is it Austin Powers? Honestly, I can't even... <gasps> what movie is that? Oh, no. <laughs> it's not Austin Powers. Oh, I know what it is. It's Stick It. You would never got it. I feel like I would have got it, but... You would have never got it. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> What are you, in a state of delusion? Oh, yeah, I do kind of know what you're talking about now. Yeah, you know, Haley, stick it. Yeah, I remember her getting into the ice bath. Same. And they don't call it gymnastics. <laughs> exactly. Okay, you're coming back to the courage. I'm super excited. Everybody is so excited. I feel like you have been holding in a secret for a long time. I feel like I have been holding in a secret for a long time. We know. Lynn, like, let it slip <laughs> on the last recording of the podcast. And we had to cut it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I almost ruined it all. I was actually the ones who went to the media and slipped it. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but we know. <laughs> um, but um, that's super exciting. Tell everybody what I've been doing for you. Being a good friend. Lynn, with her interior design aspirations, has been helping me pick up furniture for my apartment back in North Carolina. Um it's very cute. I wish we could share, but I'll have to share a video of the final product when it's all put together, which will probably be in months from now. Yeah, that's probably true. But it it looks great. Have you ordered anything? Yeah, I've actually ordered a lot of stuff. And I think that the property manager is like, where is this girl? Like she's gotten 25 boxes sent here and like I've never seen her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting introduction when I show up with Pat and Finn and she's like, yeah, your your apartment is like full of furniture that's not put together. And I'm going to just be like, okay, well, I'm sleeping here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of stressed about it, but it's going to be fine. <laughs> I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm giving away like my whole life story. It's okay. But if you need any help, please let me know. I can help. Oh, I will. I am really excited to get back and see everybody um, and be back in the heat. Yeah, my new couch came. Oh. So I've had Sam's couch while she was away. Couch. Um, I think we mentioned that before, and it's the most comfy couch, but I had to say goodbye because Sam is um, taking it from me. At one point, Lynn told me she didn't want me to come back so that she could keep the couch. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, the couch is, it a, is big, a comfy couch. It's a comfy couch, and I lounge all day long, so it's like really a core part of my life and who I am. And I had to go get a new one. Yeah. Well, now you are going to be a whole new woman. I know. New couch, new lit. Yeah. And I need a new coffee table because I was using the ottoman as a coffee table. Tough. And I need a new recording chair. Oh, yeah. The couch is huge, apparently. Before this, me and Lynn were talking and we were saying that we could create a cute snack studio. Maybe it should yes. just be like the kitchen. And we make snacks. <laughs> We make snacks and we record podcasts and we eat them. Speaking of snacks, so I have decided I want to make healthier snacks. Speaking of statistics. <laughs> Shut up. That's for another time. Speaking of snacks, I <laughs> got dates because I was like, I'm going to eat healthier snacks. And then I put peanut butter in them and then dip them in chocolate. So I don't know how healthy that is, but they're delicious. That actually sounds really good. That sounds like a healthy little energy bite. Yeah, it's delicious. And I had this whole thing. You can't see because it it's this thing, but I'm going to show Sam and they're all gone. And I made them yesterday. It's a bowl that's pretty big in case you guys can't see. 
But that sounds great, Lynn. Good job. Thank you. Um, the last thing I was going to say about whatever this section was supposed to be about. <laughs> do you ever think about how many times you've moved in the past 10 years since you moved to college? Yeah, it's actually absurd. I So first of all, our 10-year high school reunion, I don't know if you know, but we are at a high school for 10 years now. And there has been a Facebook group created. And one of the people was like updating about their lives. And it was like, this is my fourth move. I've moved four times in 10 years. And I was like, if I had moved four times, I would call that a win. I know. I feel like I've moved four times a year for 10 years. Exactly. It's so annoying. It's just like so excessive. And I'm like, I have to buy another spatula. Oh my God. Like I have to buy that kind of stuff again. Do you know when you like, you just keep going back to the store because you forgot something. You're like, oh, I need to get salt, pepper. Yeah. Oil, a spatula. And then you come back and you're like, a spatula. crap. I forgot ketchup. Just random. We're Our lives are very cool. We travel a lot. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but moving is a lot. Moving is a lot. And turning on and off electricity. Utilities. Yeah. The amount of accounts yeah. I have with Duke Energy is far too many. You have to make a new email address every time, <laughs> every year, because you already have like nine accounts with them. A new account, a new email, and like a new password. And you're like, I can't remember what's my password. I I know. Yeah, but bless. We're blessed. So it's fine. But bless. At least I'm moving back someplace I know I love and have lots of friends. Way to look at the positive. Yeah. And if I need to borrow a spatula for the first couple weeks, I'm probably, I have a couple friends I could ask. Yeah. But I probably won't need to. I'll be okay. I kept a lot of things. For you, because I didn't know what you wanted if you were ever going to come back, because I was crossing my fingers you would come back. Um, and so I have some things for you to go through. Cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Like cups. We can sort this out on FaceTime later. Or next week when I get there. You don't want to do it right now on this podcast. <laughs> go get the box. Let's show everybody. Let's go through this together. No. It's on top of your couch. But it will be really fun to be in the same place and be able to record this and like be able to tell stories from our week that we experienced together. Yeah, no, I'm actually really excited. Um, and to have you back and because the North Carolina Courage has been behind you this whole time. That is also, we'll have two stories for next time. North Carolina Courage, speaking of statistics, and maybe, have we already told the mayor story? <laughs> no. We can tell, we'll tell that run too. So remind us next time, three stories. But right now, we've got a real treat for you, our first guest on the show. You know her from the Portland Thorns and the U.S. Women's National Team. Please welcome Crystal Dunn. Hey. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of weird when you said Portland Thorns, though, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I know, Crystal. I miss you guys so much, though. But I get to see you in camp, so. Yes, yay. well, we miss you, too. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, and congratulations on winning the Challenge Cup. Boo. Thank you. Yeah, just that, kidding. It took a, took a lot for us to put that in the uh, in the script here. <laughs> Boo. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> I actually play you guys soon. Somewhat soon, no? Oh, no. That, I think that's after this next camp. I think I got my days mixed up. Yeah, I think it's after the next camp, though. So I will see you at least. Okay, so you're coming to play us. Um, pass us the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm gonna like tear up kind of like before the game or something. Like, you know, I like miss you guys. Like, obviously, like I'm very happy where I am. Portland Thorns all the way. Yay. 
but yeah, I think, you know, we had so many great memories, obviously winning a lot in North Carolina. And I just, the team was always incredible to me. So I am going to have a little moment on the field, but I will not be passing y'all the ball. So you got to come get this (laughs) from me. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like when we see you in the tunnel, we'll just give you a little like hand hug, like Oh, like a little f that! I'm jumping and hugging on y'all, and then I'll be like, "Okay, well, oh. I'll be like, we're walking out now." Okay, I have to good get, to know. I have to get back on my side. <laughs> I'll get ready for that then, and I will relax my hand hug. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll no, throw I think that it's, one out. I think it's gonna be so weird, like seeing you in another jersey uniform. I know uniform, <sighs> but know. then I can't wait to watch you and Sam go mano we mano. Oh, out there! No, I can definitely wait for that. Like I don't want to go mano mano with Sam. <laughs> Wherever she is, I will stay clear of that and just be like, all right, Sam's on the left. I'll be on the right. Thank you. Yeah, right. Uh, It'll be fun. It'll be a great challenge. And you know what, Crystal? I'm sure we will bring out the best in each other. Of course, Sam. Oh, my God. That was so well said. I love that. It'll be great. So are you you liking it? Are you liking being at home? Yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I just feel settled. You know, I think distance, we all do it. It it stinks. It sucks. Actually. Um, I just think there's a point in all of our career where we're kind of like, if there's a way to not have to do distance, I'm going to explore that option. And, um, you know, you guys should know it was really hard, obviously leaving North Carolina. It was, it had nothing to do with soccer in any way. You know, it was just time for me to be with my husband and that's it. Yeah. Well, a hard hitting question. Um, whose celebrations are better? Ours or theirs? And by theirs, I mean yours. <laughs> celebrations? I mean, you mean for me or like the whole team? Because like, I, you know, my celebration is just like, yay. And then I like find the closest person and jump on them. No, I meant like after. Oh, those celebrations. Oh, I mean, it was kind of lit in the locker room. Um, But I mean, guys, Crystal, I said, whose celebrations are better? <laughs> yeah, Crystal, I'm sitting here with gritted I, teeth. I literally know what you guys want me to say. Okay, I'm going to say I spent more time with you all. So, of course, there's just more memories there. Yeah. Let's Get her off the show. Get her off the show. <laughs> that was the political way of not upsetting her new teammates. But exactly. We, we all know. <laughs> we know where it's at. Um, Crystal, what did you think of the tournament? What were your, like, positive takeaways? Um overall from the challenge cup. Yeah, obviously um, we were away with the national team. So we missed the like first two games. So that was a bit of a bummer, but I think um, joining back in for me, I was a little nervous because I was like, wow, I'm on a new team. I'm learning a new system, playing kind of in a new position. And um, it was just growing pains kind of, it was like just Mm -hmm. taking it one game at a time um, I would say. And then obviously the team reached the final and it was a wild game. Um, (laughs) I never want to take another PK ever. Uh, I hope we never go to PKs, uh, in the Olympics, but, um, all to say that, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. Um, I don't know how I feel yet about having a challenge cup though, like for preseason. Like, I don't know how you guys feel. I understand that it's, it's nice to give like a new challenge. Um, obviously Sam, you know, like playing an FA cup, um, Conti cup, like it is nice to have a different challenge, but to me, I was like, oh, it's preseason. Like, this is weird and odd. But it was cool. Yeah, we had different opinions a little bit. Sam said the same thing that you said, like, it's just another um, another trophy, another award you get to win is something else you get to fight for. And yes. I think that's really cool. I obviously have never played overseas. So I think that's 
what draws people overseas is the ability mm. to win different um, cups and in, in tournaments and awards. But I also think it just maybe we could have it during like an Olympic break or the middle of the year. Like I just don't want it in the very beginning because then I think we can bring agree. yeah bring other teams over and then it could become like a I don't know not just the NWSL but like different leagues can start playing in the Challenge Cup. Um, but whatever, what do I know? <laughs> oh, that's a that's a cool idea too. The ICC, which we all played in just once. Well, then, did you play in it both times? Yeah, both times. That that was really cool. I like loved that experience, and yeah. I hope we get to keep doing stuff like that. Playing other club teams from different leagues, I thought was so well, interesting. Well, you guys know that we there is that ICC tournament yeah. this year as well. Um, Louisville's hosting theirs. I had no idea as well. So. That's cool. Well, Louisville's doing something, a whole different tournament. And then I think you and Houston are in the ICC. Yeah. Dang it. Lynn. Double dang it. Blew it. <laughs> um, well, Crystal, it seems like your team is um, gelling well. You guys just slaughtered Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, okay. Everybody knows. I always say this. And then if you sell, it really is rare to beat a team like yeah. by more than three goals, like I would say. So when it does happen, you're kind of like, wow, like that was really odd and weird and different. And I don't know if that could like be replicated every single week, obviously. Um, but no, the team is is doing well. I think we have a pretty strong, solid, like, you know, group where we all understand what we're trying to do. And obviously everyone knows the NBC is wild. So each week you just have to like do it all over again and fight hard to win again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about the NWSL is that literally game in and game out, it's like you literally never know what to expect. I just said literally twice in the same sentence, which is <laughs> like so embarrassing. Are you even an English um, major? Oh my God. <laughs> um, but I, I think it says so much about the league that anybody could really win any game and you have to prepare just as much for whoever's in first place as you do for whoever's in last, because yeah. it's so small, the fraction of, of difference uh, between those teams. Like right now we have no idea who's going to finish last. Yeah, I know. Like we, you have no idea. And how crazy is that? You have to like get up for every single game, which I think is so unique to the NWSL every single game. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lynn, you had your season opener this weekend too. Yes. Um, we played Seattle and we tied zero zero. Um, which honestly, I think sometimes when you go away, uh, taking a tie on the road is kind of a win and also on their field. Yes. That field is wild. I have yet to play Me neither. at their stadium. It's like, I'm waiting for the <laughs> moment because I'm just like, I hear things about it. I watch it on TV, but like, I have yet to be there in person and I'm like, I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> um, it's wild. Crystal, did you watch your old Chelsea team this weekend? I did. Um, I didn't catch the whole game, but I was like following on my phone. And yeah, honestly, I I know that feeling. It, it sucks. You know, it's like you feel like you did not come that far or get that far to only make it that yeah. far, you know, and um, it's a pretty, you know, upsetting feeling. But I do like um, how Emma Hayes kind of turned it into like a positive and was just like, we're the second best team in Europe right now. Like, you know, it's it's bummer. We didn't you know, finish strong or as strong as you wanted to. But, you know, Barcelona is a great team. And it's one of those things where it's like, you're happy you at least got to a championship and it's going to hurt for a bit, but proud of them though, you know? I know it is uh, switching teams, but it is like a bummer that a lot of those 
uh, women on Barcelona aren't going to get to go to the Olympics, which is also wild. Yes. Yeah. The competition for those spots was crazy. Um, obviously, I think only the three top teams from the World Cup yeah. from Europe are getting to go to the Olympics. Yes. So it's Netherlands, England, and Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> she said, help me. <laughs> also, you must refer, <laughs> you also have to refer to England as Great Britain. They're going oh, under that's right. as Great Britain. Yeah, that's going to be really yeah. interesting. Oh, man. Okay, so it's going to be challenging, obviously, picking our roster to go, right? I can only imagine choosing Great Britain's roster. Like, I know. I would not want that job. I don't want any of the jobs. <laughs> I just want to play. <laughs> so, Chris, we obviously miss you here. Uh, we wish you were here, but we are so happy that you are having success um, in Portland and get to be with your husband, all that stuff. Um we know that like your soccer career has been unique and most versatile soccer player in the world. Um, and so basically we just want to know about like your experiences. Like what was it like being a little crystal done? Um, now that you're, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still little crystal done. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, all of our journeys and experiences are unique to ourselves, right? Um, obviously for me, you know, I went through some growing pains in my career because I do play a lot of positions and I resented a lot of coaches who asked me to, you know, go away from everything that I loved in the position that I wanted to play and, and you know, help the team out and play in a different position. You know, it took a long time to really understand why this is happening to me. I kept Going home, I remember many days being like, why me? Why me? Why me? And I think just one day I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to grow, become a better player, um, add new tools uh, to my to my game and, you know, just see the world, see the field from just a different perspective, you know, and I will still say some days are not easy. I sometimes I'm still annoyed that I play multiple positions, but it's all good. You know, I get to play the game that I love. I get to, you know, be on teams where um, I really feel like I'm impactful. And I think that's really what I want my legacy to be is leaving this game in a way where people can appreciate playing multiple positions more and they can see it as a blessing versus a curse. Um, so yeah, it's been challenging, but we all have growing pains. You know, there's things coaches ask us to do and we're like, wait, I don't know if that's my strong suit, but if they believe that I can do it, I'm going to make it work. Well, Crystal, I believe you could play anywhere, but I am so curious. Like, I feel like actually all three of us like love attacking and love scoring goals and like being in and around the box. What do you feel when you score a goal? Um, I feel, I feel pure joy, but I think the joy that I feel is like, wow. Okay. I can still do it. You know, especially like when I do play outside back for the national team or I play in the back line, I do doubt myself at times when I do move further up the pitch because I'm like, can I still do the things that I think that I can still do? Like, can I still believe in myself? You know? And I think there's definitely days where I'm like, oh my God, I think I should just like stick to one position. You know, maybe if I just do that, I'll, I'll be happier and I won't have to stress as much. But, um, I think that doubt creeps in sometimes. And I think that's probably the hardest part is trusting and believing that I can still do all the things that I want to do in the various positions yeah. that I have to play. For sure. I, um, I was gonna, I was asking because I was interested. Like, I feel like when I score a goal, I'm so happy for just like, I don't know, <laughs> 10 seconds. And I'm just like, 
yes, I scored a goal. I yes. did it. And then you realize, okay, we still have to like go and play the game, but it's just this feeling of like you said, pure yeah. joy that like nothing else matters for a second. Yeah. But it is interesting too that you've been a little bit lower on the field. So then going forward and all these things that are so incredible about you, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, Lynn, what do you, what do you feel? Same thing. Well, I think depending on the minute of the game, <laughs> but at some point it's like relief. You're like, thank yeah. God I did it. I get a breather. Yes. Um, but also just like pure excitement and joy that like all the hard things that you're doing, you get to now, like celebrate mm-hmm. and and you get like basically like a like a gold star or a trophy because you've you've done the end the end <laughs> piece and then also you get a little bit of time to rest on your walk back <laughs> yes oh my gosh okay when people sprint back after scoring goal I'm kind of like can we walk like can we just take a break? people that like sprint away from you when you're trying to celebrate and you're like please don't do this to me <laughs> oh I can't stand when people do that I'm like I'm never celebrating with you ever again if you're gonna run away from me like that bye me and Sam I oh think have so many times said that Crystal you are like one of the few soccer players that can just take so much time off and then immediately like get right back into it like you've never left and we're like of course of course Crystal uh you guys know I value my time <laughs> off like if <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but like if I could basically train twice a week and have all off days I mean, and like play the you game, could. Yeah. that's like my go-to. But you'd be fine. I really don't even mean physically. I just like, I really love the feeling of missing playing soccer. I think when I feel burnt out or when I feel like I haven't had a break, it just, it makes me feel like unmotivated. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to go to training or I don't feel like I want to be here on the field. And that's the worst feeling ever. Like I love coming back into training after an off day because I'm like, oh, I miss my teammates. I miss actually playing soccer. So, you know, we're all built differently. Some people love no <laughs> days off. And I'm like, you're a weirdo. But like, that's definitely not me. Like, I love me some days What's off. your, like, what would you do if you had the whole day? No plans, no commitments. Oh, uh, I'm posted up on the couch. Like, I am a staycation homebody kind of person. Like, love to it. me, first of all, you know us athletes. Like, it's not like we have two, three, four, five days off in a row. It's like we are banking on this one day off to really just hit the reset button. And to me, I'm like, that's just the day you oh, sit yeah. on the couch. You know, we know you have a dog, Sam. I'm sure you just like literally would love to just be on the couch with your dog. I have three cats and five chickens. So of course I have like a whole farm <laughs> that I have to <laughs> cater to, but I just, well, we yeah. are going to get to the cats and chickens in the fun section. Trust us. But I did just want to see, we were talking a little bit about your versatility as a player, the fact that you've played in every position. Um, and I'm, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts and you've talked a little bit about this before, but how has being a black woman, do you think impacted where you play on the field and how coaches or commentators might see you and see your skills? Yeah. I mean, that is such a great question because I often feel like when people speak about my versatility, they usually say, well, Crystal's really athletic. So that's why she could play in multiple positions. And yeah, I am athletic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. But I just feel like it is a slap in the face because there is just so much problem solving that, you know, you have to do when you are playing in multiple positions, you see the field from a different view. You have to get used to being in a different space. And, um, the hardest thing I would say about playing out wide versus being central is You have to be really good with your feet. You know, you're pinned up against the sideline and there's not a whole lot of angles and not a whole lot of space for you to play out of. And 
where people say, oh, you can play outside back because you're really fast or you're really athletic. I'm like, you have no idea what technical skills we need in order to like get out of tight spaces and, you know, to really be able to keep the ball and, and possess the ball. Like it's, yeah. So I definitely in 2020 had to call out commentators and also coaches to really be mindful of, you know, the words that they use to describe black athletes. And, you know, if, if you are a coach and you're coaching young kids, don't put them in a box, you know, don't tell them that they're only fast. So only work on that, you know, let them give them a chance to develop into a a well-rounded player. So um, there's definitely stereotypes placed on black women that I am or black athletes, I should say. And I hope throughout my career, I can try to help uh, correct those. Yeah. It's almost like when people say that it's like offensive to your, like your ability and your craft and the fact that you can, um, go bounce back and forth between positions. Yeah. Cause that's, that's hard. Like I've a couple of times, like in a set piece or something have like found myself on the back line yes. and I want, I want to get myself out of there as quick as possible. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, when can I get off the back line? And so I no, just think I'm that, like, Minnie, like, stay, you're yeah, good. It's, it's pretty offensive when somebody's <laughs> like, oh, you're just fast. You can just go back there. And you're like, no, I, I'm the start of the build. I have to yeah. make sure that my angles are right yes. all the time. I have to connect it to a back line that when you're an offensive player, you just don't mm-hmm. have to do that. Oh yeah, I've been loving playing in the midfield these last couple of games. I'm just like, oh, there's people behind me. Oh, if I like give this ball away, like I know I have help. Whereas like when you're on the back line, it's like, oh crap, I gave this yeah. ball away. It's gonna lead to a breakaway. Like, you know, so it it there's a different focus, I would say. And um, but you know, like I said, I'm always learning, trying to grow my game and you know, get better. Yeah. Crystal, I also think this flies under the radar unless I'm like blind, but you're a right footed player playing left back for the national team and your left footed crosses Mm. are like so lit. I don't know how I got put on this left side, but like (laughs) it happened way back when. And I just all of a sudden was like, okay, Crystal, you need to work on this left foot because swivel hips. I mean, I just got put on the left side. It's the hips though, guys, you already know I have to recalibrate. I got to Make sure I'm facing the corner flag to cross the ball that way. Yeah, it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's wild. But a lot of people struggle to like use both feet equally, and I feel like that that's just another. Not only are you able to adjust tactically to play multiple positions, but actually physically, the development of having two feet, I feel like, is at the level you've yeah. done it to, pretty rare. I mean, but you can say the same for yourself as well. Oh, like, thanks, Crystal. You know, oh. <laughs> Honestly, to be fair, to reach the highest level, like you have to be as comfortable as you possibly can be with using both feet. You know, I'm not saying it's always going to be, you know, the same level of comfort. Um, but I do think that's what makes us elite, you know, to be able to keep working on things that we might not feel that comfortable with, but to keep pushing on and keep getting better at it. So, um, yeah, thanks for all the compliments, but I'm sending them right back you all's way. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, I want to just go back to a point that you said about um, having to call out coaches and commentators and all that good stuff. Um, I think one of the coolest things that you have said, at least something that stuck with me over this past year and all of the race conversations that we had was that you need, we, we can't tackle everything. Like there's so much to tackle. Um, but something you said was we need to change the conversations in our own environments. And I just want to commend you. I think that it's, it's amazing that you have, um, you know, I I've known you for five years now, but it seems like last year you like started to come into this 
who you were a little bit more and like were okay to talk about your blackness and okay to finally say like, no, I need to be seen more. I am one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world. And it's time for people to start recognizing that and stop putting me in this box. So I just think that's like so incredible. Thanks, Lenny. I mean, yeah, it definitely um, was a life journey that I feel like I went on kind of last year. I think many of us, you know, and I think it's just typical growth. I think when I first got on the national team, one, there weren't many people that looked like me. So I didn't really know how to exist in a space that I already felt like wasn't built for me. And I just think over the last couple of years, seeing more of us, seeing more women of color in this sport has really allowed me to feel like I can be seen because there's more of us. So you know what I mean? It's kind of like, all right, if I'm not being seen, there's more of us to be seen. So it's kind of like we're sharing this this new space that we've created for ourselves, you know? And um, I just think it's been incredible. So I'm really happy that we have grown to become really good friends because one, obviously, you know, I'm always rooting for you. And as a woman of color, I think it's just so important for the sport to feel like it's everyone's sport, you know, and it's it's important that people can see us and, you know, representation is so key. And young black girls are looking up to us and they want us to to know that they're probably going to stick around in this sport longer because they can see uh, themselves in us. No, definitely. Um, yeah, Crystal, if I this we didn't warn you about this question, but I might put you on the spot a little bit. If there was one thing that the league or the fans or your white teammates could be doing to support you better. Do you know what that might be? Um, I would say, so do you mean me personally or the, the initiatives that I want to kind of push forward? I think the idea that we should be elevating black women and black athletes in the way that you spoke about. And maybe that of course would impact you personally, but in general, what would you like to see right now from the league or from the fans first? Uh, I would say, I think more diversity in various uh, job opportunities, just in media, in the front office, um, GMs, coaches. I just think that is really how you create a safer space, a more inviting space for, uh, you know, minorities just because, yeah, it's great. Now, you know, there's more of us playing soccer. Great. That is exactly what we wanted, but there's really not more of us in these hierarchy roles where I feel like we could be making even more change and a bigger splash in this sport. And I think it almost puts pressure on me to want to stick around and stay in soccer, uh, longer after I'm done playing as a player. But, um, yeah, it really got me thinking, like, I think it's so impactful if we do leave this game as players and we step into um, a manager role or a GM or an owner, you know, and I think that's really where we're headed next. I think that could be the biggest uh, impact in really growing this game and creating a more inclusive, diverse uh, sport. Yeah, they because so many I love that, like so many people talk about working from the bottom up. And I'm like, why can't we work from the top down? Like what, if somebody isn't up there that looks like me or looks mm. like you and how are we expecting them to represent us? Exactly. And think about when, you know, situations arise where we have to put out statements. A lot of these, you know, media people are not people of color. Mm. So now you have people putting out messages that may not align with actually how you feel. And that's when we run into issues. And then we have to put out apology statement saying, no, we didn't really mean exactly. that. And it's just like, if we have people who actually represent what, 
you know, some of the players in this league look like, I do think that could be the biggest difference. I know. So how many times has a club had to apologize for a statement uh, in the past year? It's ridiculous. So sad. It's just like, get it right the first time. <laughs> well, that's great advice, Crystal. No, I, I think that that, that is perfect advice. I think that, um, I don't even know what I'm about to say right now. I just was about to go on a ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. That's why you're a podcast host. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. This is my favorite part of the podcast where we just pepper each other with random questions. So... You have chickens. You have cats. Yes. Would you rather be a chicken or a cat? <laughs> um, I'd rather be, okay, definitely a cat. I mean, my chickens live the best life ever, but like my cats are just, they just have a jungle gym inside. Like they just have the time of their lives. Can you give us a hiss? <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Now, can you give your best chicken impression? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what they do. Oh, wait, is that a rooster? <laughs> they kind of make so, like noises like that, though, guys. I don't Isn't know. Isn't it like this? Isn't it like this? Oh, yeah, this is. Lynn, your, Lynn, your turn. Was that a good one? <laughs> I don't know. I like couldn't hear that. I know, that. it was very low. Do it again. There you go, Linny. <laughs> That was good. Thank that was you. Good. You even did like the pose. Yeah. You guys can't see her, but I did a little chicken pose. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite thing to cook? Oh, my goodness. Me cook? I am not in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> honestly, I purchased my home and it had a nice kitchen. And I was thinking to myself, oh, what a nice kitchen for Pierre to be cooking in. Like, <laughs> I. it's so funny. I wish we could show you this because it says your favorite thing to cook. And then right below it, it says your favorite thing Pierre cooks for you. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys know me too well. I mean... <laughs> The man cooks everything. He just treats me so well. Like, I'm just like, yes, like, he's a lovely, lovely, lovely man. <laughs> so what is your favorite thing he cooks for you? Um, Favorite thing. I mean, basically everything. But if I had to choose, I would say he bakes this, like, chicken, but then obviously, like, preps it so well where he, like, puts a lot of stuff around the chicken. And it just, like, the juices are just lovely, mm -hmm. like, I can't explain. It's such a simple dish. I mean, I could probably make it, but then I'm always like, nah, he might as well just go ahead and do it. But yeah, just like chicken thighs with like cut up veggies and like a chicken broth underneath it. It's just like so yummy. Ugh. Yeah. It just like hits home, you know? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, speaking of chickens, would you rather eat 100 hard boiled eggs or a thousand sour Skittles? Oh my gosh. So either like you have egg mushing around in your mouth or your Ew. mouth is basically gushing blood as you chomp on sour skittles damaging your mouth permanently i mean obviously you described it that way so i'm gonna go with the eggs but like once yeah. you said bleeding bloody mouths and so can you like, imagine how bad your mouth would hurt if you said damaged permanently damaged permanently you really set me up for choosing option a sam so so you're you. gonna mush mushy eggs in my mouth yes ew can you take out the yolk no oh the yolk is what makes it dry though it's gonna be like 
I think I would go with the sour Skittles, honestly. At least I would have some enjoyment. You're going to have before. bloody lips, bloody lips, bloody lips. You are not going to be able to eat for months. <laughs> Fine. I'll be skinny. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, what does that even say? <laughs> I think it's supposed to say, <laughs> would you rather burn your mouth every time you eat something hot or get a brain freeze every time you drink something cold? Oh, gosh. What are these options? It's like bad and worse. Like I honestly think the brain freeze, bad and worse. Yeah. The brain freeze. Because you would bite something hot and then you would like not enjoy any other bite. Yeah. Anything scolding hot. I'm just like, uh, it sounds terrible. But like brain freeze. I mean, I go with the freezing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the The brain freeze isn't like uh, lasting. No, it goes away. But scolding your yeah. tongue, you like can't taste anything for like four days. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Good. Ow, that would hurt. Uh, okay, so it's time for our fan question. Don't forget, if you want to send us a question, you can submit it to Just Women Sports on Twitter. We have a whole doc going, so we will get to them. Lynn, why don't you hit us with it? Okay, from Kate. Um, what is the reality show you most want to be on? Oh, goodness. All right, I probably... <laughs> that I want to be on, that is probably, like, appropriate and, and like, okay for everybody else mm-hmm. to see me on. Um, okay, both uh, both wait, appropriate what, and not appropriate. What inappropriate show do you want to be on? <laughs> okay, well, this is reality TV, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Oh my god, same. Like, please spit it out. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know this was like a, an option to have an inappropriate show. What do you mean? Reality TV is like not like G rated. I would say a lot of that. Crystal's about to say a porno or something. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was going to be on. I was going to joke and say like love and hip hop because like, honestly, I used to watch all of them and Cardi B started out on love and hip hop New York. And I was kind of like, dude, imagine like I was strolling down the street and got like some audition and just like being a love and hip hop New York. I'd be like, I would be, you can say that Cardi B's friend or something. So yeah, I like that answer. You would be fighting. Pulling hair. I mean, I would probably stay out of the drama and just be like, okay, y'all go ahead and do that. But like Cardi B, where are we going? Like, what we what are we hitting up? Like <laughs> I like that. I, I think I would pick the challenge. Oh, okay. See, there are G-rated ones. Oh, wait, even they were fighting though in the challenge sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I like I'm huge. <laughs> so I feel like physically, like I may hopefully I would do okay. I don't know. All right, Sam, and but then- what about all the climbing stuff? Like you want to be climbing? up some stuff. I mean, stuff? I don't know if I want to be, but I feel like it would be fun and like hard. And then also remember when I was playing Mafia and I was like a yeah. wizard at it? Liar? Yeah. A liar? So Why were like you so good at lying, Sam? Why were you so good at I lying? I don't actually know. I'm not actually that proud of it, but I'm like pretending to be. Lynn, what would you be on? Well, first of all, I just need to go back to your lying situation. Is it because, like, did you lie as a kid? No, I like, you know, I can't lie. Like in real life, yeah, maybe because it was like an alter ego. Yeah, yeah. Sam stepped out of herself. Maybe we should come up with a name for your alter ego. And that's who should go on the challenge. She <laughs> and wins. that's who should go. Exactly. Um, honestly, I think the challenge too. I've always wanted to do them. Like, oh, I, gosh. I, want, I think I could do them. Well, you guys are strong women. Crystal, do you see my guns? Yeah, you literally have guns. You and Sam, I think, would actually like really do well. Maybe we could be partners, Lynn. Yes. <gasps> Like the Amazing Race, but Challenge Edition. Yeah, this could be our audition. Please pick us. We'll send in our podcast tapes. 
Crystal, also, what are you talking about? You literally are so annoying. You you always be like, oh, my arms hurt. I'm not strong. And, and then she does do- seven pull-ups. <laughs> seven Guys, pull-ups with no band. You have to understand, I weigh literally 124 pounds. Like, I'm lifting. This is Whatever. this is what I'm lifting. I'm lifting my, this is me. A piece of flimsy Crystal, paper. this is a podcast. People can't see what you're throwing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> To, oh, to everyone who hasn't seen, obviously, because it's a podcast, it's a piece of paper that I was holding up. Um, yes. So, guys, yeah, you guys are all strong. I freaking admire you guys. Oh, miss you guys. Oh, my God, Crystal, we admire you so much. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast as our first guest ever. It was so fun. So much fun. Thank you, ladies. Crystal, thank you so much for being on. And thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Sam Mewis. And I'm Lynn Williams. And you've been listening to Snacks. (laughs) 